What up? This is Bobby Lashley, and you're listening to VOC Nation Radio Worldwide. Wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation Radio Network. No, I keep messing that up. That's the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. I've been gone so long that I forgot that we changed the name. The voice of choice, Bruce Wirt, with uh, Namar Wells. And we're back again. Episode number two, Wrestling with History. What's happening, Namar? Hey, Bruce. How's it going? Well, it's uh, as we record this, it's Christmas week. So we had just finished Christmas. And that's always wild. I have two little kids and... Uh, it was uh, it was interesting, you know. It's <laughs> you can't predict. You can't predict what happens at Christmas with two little ones. You know. Um, speaking of which, what did you actually get, little Dustin and Mary, for Christmas this year? Mary, what are they into? I, I thought it was Stephanie and uh, and Shane, but we're going same thing. Mary. I well, this year Santa Claus was nice enough to get. Uh, little Dustin at a, a big bat cave. So, you know, like uh, Batman has the bat cave and there's a, there's a little jail cell for the Joker. Pretty cool stuff. And th- that's the thing that you would think that they would love. But, you know, they end up liking the other stuff better, like the the, the bath soap, and, you know, bubbles and little cheap stuff. It's almost like I could spend, you know, 20 bucks at the dollar store and they'd have a great Christmas. But instead we spend a thousand dollars and half the stuff gets wasted voice of choice wrestling nation heard worldwide on vocnation.com the insane clown posse we can't thank all you guys enough we understand our audience and we give them what what we think they would want we're about pleasing the fans road warrior animal Jake, the Snake Roberts. The wrestling has changed so much. Conan. Yo, this is K-Dog. Yo, with Bowdy Bowdy and Rowdy Rowdy. Hall of Fame ring announcer, Howard Finkel. Brilliance was Bobby Heenan's middle name. Lex Luger. God's give me a whole new perspective on wrestling and the fans. WWE Hall of Famer, Jimmy Superfly. What up? Thanks for having me on your radio show from the Jersey Shore. The legendary Diamond Dallas. Bang! Voice of choice, wrestling nation. I put my name in, but again, we're just waiting for a phone call. You could be Moroccan, Algerian, Albanian, Greek. This is the best crowd I've ever seen in my entire life. I love cheesecake. I don't even know how to respond to his lunacy. Uh, Malcomania. And I don't think Hollywood's ready for Malcomania. But we'll wait still. Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Your talk show here that I'm, what I'm doing here is the best one. Jimmy Hart. I've been lucky every day I get up and look in the mirror and pinch myself. The ninth wonder of the world. China. I told Vince, I said, yeah, I'm going to wrestle the guys. And that's how it started. X-Pac. We're wrestlers, and it's still a wrestling show. Mr. Scott Hall. Hey, yo, I want to rock the wrestling world again. OneWrestling.com, Bill After. If it wasn't for Hogan and Vince McMahon, sports entertainment would not be in existence. We have a bushwhacker in the house. G'day, mateys. It's bloody lovely being on your show. MVP. I came up with the MVP concept based on everything that's wrong with pro athletes today. BOC Nation heard worldwide. This right here is the future of wrestling. Unbelievable. But you know what? Here's the thing. The less they play with it gives you an opportunity for charity for a child when you decide to pass it on. And... uh, (laughs) 
you know, because it will not have been played with. So you're 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 paying it downward in, in a good way. Um, but that is funny with children because you know, I've heard that often with a lot of parents where the children almost like uh, you know, they they they'd rather play with the box that the toy came in than the actual toy right. itself. That's right. And uh, you know, and I just was not that kid. So, you know, you know, and and I knew what I wanted. I loved what I got. And um, it definitely made an impact on me. That's why I am an adult collector right now with an extensive eight-piece toy collection, as well as modern. So, you know, um, yeah, I, I was not that child. So, you know, the the stories you hear are more average that the child, you know, enjoyed, you know, something simple rather than the extravagant gift that they might've even asked for, which is, you know, funny unto itself. But, um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, your daughter, Pat, uh, what did uh, you get her? Well, uh, what did we get? What did we get Reagan? Santa Claus bought or got Reagan. I guess Santa Claus doesn't buy things. They make things that also come in the stores. They uh, a Paw Patrol sky toy that she saw on on Nickelodeon. Uh, then when they watched uh, you bubble guppies or whatever, that that was that was a must have. Uh, there was I'm I'm forgetting. I'm uh, Coke or not Coca Melon. Uh, but we we don't do Coca Melon anymore. I think it makes the kids crazy. Uh, oh, uh, Coca Melon has a new controversy as well. I know we're going to stay away from that. Uh, in Kanto, <laughs> okay. In Kanto, in Kanto toys. Uh, there's a whole In Kanto set that was that was uh, that they you know they have. It's not as big as Batman or Barbie, but it's uh, pretty cool. And you know how I do it, Namar. And you remember when we did VOC Nation the first time? If I can spend one dollar or one hundred thousand dollars on something simple, I'll spend a hundred thousand. You know, um, it's funny. I got to uh, to jump back because I, um, you know, my family, we never did Santa Claus. Um, my parents, I knew that my parents purchased the items for me. And in fact, um, and, and I actually preferred it that way because I knew what I wanted and I didn't want to leave it to chance. And so my father would actually, would he was neat because he would actually, he never took us Christmas shopping, but he would get us stuff and he would always, his taste for us were things that we wanted, but we would not have normally picked out. So, you know, he might get us sectars or, or something different rather than the main. The hell is a sectar? Uh, you don't remember sectars. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back and look up sectars. They were around for about a year in the 80s, 1986. Hmm. And my brother and I had those. My father would get us all the things that we thought were interesting, but that we were, well, but I was primarily focused on superpowers and uh, G.I. Joe and Transformers and to a lesser degree, stuff like Masters of the Universe. And yeah, I love team stuff. Well, that's the funny thing about you is because you know you gave away all your stuff and um and he man was one of them but wrestling i mean here we are today you you kept your wrestling figures and you gave everything else from your childhood away i did so that was the, there's a controversy around that because i still have resentment towards my mother now now you mentioned charity in the very beginning of the show right and i'm i'm grateful that we we did a lot for shriners hospital for children when i was a kid and Excellent. and I still did. I mean, as an adult, I did. Uh, I emceed some events for Shriners Hospital to to raise some money. Right, I'm a big fan of Shriners. But my mother, she at at one point in time, we had to pack up all the He Man stuff, <laughs> and 
it went off to Shriners. So every, like every Christmas we would get new stuff and the old stuff would be shuttled away. And I still have a little bit of uh, resentment in my heart there because some of that stuff's worth some money now. Thankfully I have the wrestling stuff because I kept playing with that until my early teen years. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, there, there's no shame in that. And as a matter of fact, there's a comedian. He plays McPhee on billions which is finally wrapped up one of my favorite shows and um he has a funny story about how he was in junior high school but he was smoking at the time and he, he said and I, we have to play the clip one day and he said that he remembered you know he, going outside summer vacation and on the side of his house smoking and then you know scheduling his upcoming matches like he's like he says <laughs> he's outside smoking thinking about he's like mm, i'm thinking about tatanka for the ic you know like <laughs> <laughs> well i and used to keep i used to write it all down i had a, a whole book where i would have my good guys and my bad guys and I'd really so, yeah all the way through like um maybe high school is when i stopped bruce you let see if you told me about that you probably told it to me about uh told me mm messing up you told it to me about it in high school so i forgot but that is very interesting i did not know that you kept a book and you kept records that is hilarious actually preparing to move i found some of that stuff i found some of the stuff that i that i had done i have some some good cards uh, you'd you'd be proud of my matchmaking skills but listen as the today's topic we're going to just recap uh, some of the stuff we've done in wrestling since the last time that we had done the show. So we opened VOC nation around 2010 and went gangbusters worldwide brother for about two years and uh, the world fell apart. You can go back to the first uh, relaunch episode. So after, you know, Ken and Bill had departed, you can go back to the first episode that we did uh, you and I last, uh, last time. And you can hear about that, the formation of VOC nation and uh, we'll go through kind of where we've been between then and now. And then I just want to talk for a little bit about the return of CM Punk, if that's okay, because CM Punk is, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big CM Punk fan. Did you know that? Well, that was something I recently discovered. And so that will make for a great conversation piece about his return and also your fandom. So I'm actually looking forward to discussing CM Punk's return, which will, you know, the WWE, does anybody say no in wrestling forever? You know, it's like, just give it, give it time. They'll be back. Yeah, that's that's right. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, famously said, in what, never say never, brother? Right. Well, Vince didn't say brother, but he said never say nether. And then Hulk said brother. Or did, did Hulk say never say never, brother? <laughs> and then Vince said brother. Did Vince say brother? That's where Hogan got it from. Brother. We we did this show on WNJC 1360. So we I think we told this story. And if, if we had, and you go back to any VOC Nation episode in the past, you'll hear about how I got fired on the air on WBCB 1490 AM Philadelphia. And you and I came down, we started VOC Nation. Uh, it had a couple iterations. We got together with Bill. We did one wrestling radio. We uh, we conquered the world in two years, ran around with Jimmy Hart, and uh, things fell apart. We went our separate ways, and uh, that was like 2000, maybe 14. By the time it like crumbled, we would get back together, redo some stuff. But I think by 14, it was all over, right? 
Well, I don't know because I was the first one who left. Well, you came back. We did, uh, you, me, and Albert did that convention in New York. We actually did a, we had a gig, remember? We did WrestleCade uh in the ring and uh in in charlotte or raleigh one of those cities and wasn't it salem was it Raleigh? salem right winston salem and that's where um you know i feuded with everybody over the years that's when i had my feud with albert and he screwed (laughs) me over on the air and yeah it was just a wild time uh that was after my feud with brady but wait i used to come in for one-offs after that i was never in full return so you know you and i did um, at a satellite site, we did a, a recording. We did that recap of our history together, all of the controversies. And that was just a one-off. And um, also the the Salem trip, that I believe was a one-off as well. And so I had been, you know, out of sync with what you you guys have been up to until but every once in a while you would post something with Ken Resnick and Bill. And, you know, I would look at that. Yeah, Ken Resnick and Bill wrestling with history. So that's kind of okay. We'll we'll just pretend if it wasn't 2014, it was somewhere around then. I did what was I thought was my final show, and I had a few of those uh, <laughs> around. <laughs> I did what I thought was my final show, uh, in uh, in Pensac, and we got together in a studio. I think you were there. Brady was there. Eric was there. Maybe you weren't there. Were you there? <laughs> Listen. I don't know. When you, well, I know whatever that is that you're talking about, I don't think that is what the final show was that I did with you. Because we did that one-off in a in that satellite site uh, for the company you worked for at the time. We met yes, yeah, and, yeah, 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 the studio, yeah. Right. That's right. And so um, that, that was the last thing, or one of the last, that in the Salem show were the two last things that I remember when I was not or a no longer active uh, member of the VOC Nation team. So you were still doing shows in between those times. So you, and and that's weird because, you know, I actually would love one day, one of the shows can be from your perspective. Um, I know we are going to do a recap, so, but you don't remember. You're asking me questions. So I don't even know how we'll be able to do that segment. We can piece it together. Oh, well, you know, I mean, look, I wasn't there, but I, maybe my questions might help navigate you to a, a proper place. Yeah, it'd be like a shoot, right? A VOC Nation shoot interview. I'm, I'm starting to listen to the shoot interview, so maybe, maybe we could do that. Take me Go through the it. old times. Yeah. Well, or well, like, that's could be thing. like Conrad. You could, you could do one of those Conrad Thompson. Like you could, you could. That would be the topic: is the 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 death of VOC Nation, and and uh, I can say, hey, Connie, how are you? And you know, sure. you could. Chat me up here, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, chat me up. Hey, Connie. You know, he, you know, I like Conrad to a degree, but he, I can't stand when um, these guys like us in some fashion or another hook up with wrestlers and they get smart with them during podcasts and occasionally and I don't know he might be very familiar and very comfortable with Bruce Pritchard and yeah. and and a couple of other people but it really annoys me because it's like dude just stop you're you're a fan it doesn't mean you can't talk to these people as equals but you know and, and no matter how close you are your presentation is still from a fan standpoint so come on so yeah he's funny he's a you know chat me up here and I can save your money on your mortgage 
I, you know, I talked to his dad, Larry, uh, a couple weeks ago, and he never got back to me. So, wow. yeah, I called Conrad to save me money on my mortgage because I'm I'm buying a new house. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where. And Delaware. And uh, so I didn't like what the build the builder um, and and you know we got what I'm not going to go through the whole story, but I I didn't like the uh, the terms. It wasn't the the rates. It was the terms. So anyway, I called Conrad's people and they put they we went through the thing and then he put me in touch with uh larry his dad and you know he told me he misunderstood what i was looking for and i said no i'm looking for this and and then he never got back to me so uh and then not to say that it's the the uh, conrad mortgage company uh save save with conrad.com isn't a fine establishment but i uh, i couldn't get a call back help us and i have good credit Help us save your money on your mortgage. <laughs> so anyway, I, I don't know how we got off track. 2014, I had my final show, and for five years, I was done. And I, I never wanted to do it again. I was totally done with wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling, Namar. That's how much I hated wrestling. Hated wow. wrestling. Fans just didn't like wrestling. And I still, up until a couple weeks ago, really didn't watch wrestling. But in um, in 2019... 18, 19, maybe it was 2019, 18, end of 18, I called Eric Halk, Wrestling Marks Eric, back up, and I said, I'm kind of itching to do a show, would you come back and do a show on VOC Nation with me? Cool. And yeah, and, and for four weeks we did a show, and and it didn't work out so well. He he had a lot of family commitments. It was tough for him. And most of the time I was talking to myself with the same caller. So that point we were doing like the call-in, the, the talk radio style show. Right. And it was like Malcolm, Ratboy, Pat, whatever her name is from Tennessee. And there's a woman named Granny Hulkster. And it was the same people calling and putting themselves over, you know, hey, Bruce, I'm uh, going to this uh, convention. I got three autographs today. And see, Brady can deal with that stuff. I just have no patience for it. So, oh, guys, uh, oh, we've got a guest here. You'll never believe it. Oh, it's Rat Boy. It's like, okay, here we go. Every week. <laughs> Brady Every week. has never lost enthusiasm for those folks. You got to give them credit. I mean, what a trooper. You know, it, it's funny. I do admire because because like I feel like I deeply love wrestling more than the average person. And I can articulate the reasons why. But I know my fandom I, and I had to realize that there are people like Bill and Brady who just never stop watching the product, whether it's good or bad. Like they will just continuously watch it. And there's an admiration for that. But. I can't relate to a degree because I I can't consistently watch anything that if if the product is not good to me and it's like, you know, I'm into a lot of different things. And when the, if, if something is not good, I don't support it anymore until it becomes good. Like when I was reading comics on the regular, you know, um, if the storyline got bad or the, you know, the writing got bad, I dropped the book and I hear about people who will continuously buy new issues and 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 it's almost like they're praying for it to get better and i just do not understand 
why they continue to do that. So for people, and I'm not saying that they don't dislike the product, but we just, I realized that we love the product differently and for different things. And, and um, it's funny, I think, you know, for those guys, it's hilarious. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that you actually let go yourself. That that's shocking to hear. Well, it was just, it was terrible. I, I mean, <clears throat> just terrible. And, and it was, a, I think it was a lack of competition because I mean, WCW inspired competition and wrestling was good again after the 80s. And then you had TNA, which kind of revived things in the early, you know, late 2000s, early 2010s. And when T, excuse me, when TNA went away, it was really just, you know, Vince, Vince does things on TV that, that amuse him. And I really just, I could not get into it. It was just terrible. I mean, like, just things I don't want to watch. I don't care. I mean, listen, God bless Drew McIntyre and and you know, what's the dude's name? Uh, Finn Baylor and uh, who's the little guy that flips? Um, oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, um, oh, they, they kind of got him like a comic book character. Who's the guy that flips all? I mean, he's like, he does... They all flip. Exactly. What's and you're asking name? me about modern wrestling. All right. Well, whatever. So I hate it. I couldn't couldn't watch it. I'll, I'll think of his name. But anyway, so I start this show up. We it's called Wrestling with History, this 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 show. And the whole thing was let's talk about old wrestling. So we go through the thing with the callers. Didn't work out. Re- Eric quit four weeks in. So I called Ken Resnick. You remember Ken Resnick? 1986 Ken? Um that's the weird thing about Ken and and in no disrespect whatsoever, because I really do love the eighties product. But when you started working with Ken Resnick, that was the most bizarre thing for me because <laughs> I watched wrestling actively in 1986 and I have no recollection of Ken Resnick at all. But to be fair, I did not watch it as consistently in 1986 i only have very few faint memories of 1986 anyway so but but i can distinctly remember all the other people or the 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 people and the host except for ken resnick which i find is very strange and no disrespect to him um (laughs) you know but yeah uh, ken resnick wow yep so ken ken was the awa he so so he he took over for Gene Okerlund when Gene went to New York, when Gene went to WWF. Right. Ken took over in the AWA. And then Ken came to WWE. I think Hulk Hogan actually got Ken the job uh, with WWF, Hulk Hogan and Blackjack Lanza. Okay. So, and you can check that out. Go on the archives, the first new episode of Wrestling with History. There's a couple different iterations, but go back to the Ken Resnick versions and I kind of walk through Ken's career. So you can find that in the archives here on VOC Nation. So Ken and I do the show. Oh, oh, let me finish. So you know, Ken filled in. Gene Okerlund had some kind of a surgery in 86 and Ken was the guy that did the interviews in the towns. And that was the time Namar when... It, Sean Mooney did the event center and they had generic interviews for the, cause, cause a lot of the, the loops, they ran the same matches in different, different towns. Right. Right. So in the event center, they just had generic interviews and Sean Mooney would, would pretend like he's talking to that town. It would be very, he would do the different towns, but in the old days, Ken 
when he was doing it, he would talk to like Roddy Piper every week and say, you know, hey, in Philadelphia on Saturday, you're going to wrestle Adrian Adonis. And and they did, I don't know, 20 of these takes all like they would spend an entire day doing these interviews. Did you know that they did the backstage interviews all day long and sometimes into the night? No, I I knew that they had long sessions. But I was not aware that they were all the events uh, that lasted as long as you just described. And and it always got to the point where Captain Lou Albano would get drunk and start touching people's genitalia. I guess that's that's when you knew it was time to wrap up the interviews. Good old Captain Lou. <laughs> Never <laughs> fails to, to give you a, a, a drunken group. So, so, and, and if you want to hear more about drunken gropes, go on Phil Donahue, uh, search for the Vince McMahon, (laughs) Phil Donahue episode. But anyway, so Ken and I do this show for, for about two years, we did uh, wrestling with history and we talked about different topics. We went through long forms on different careers of different wrestlers and, uh, well, maybe about a year and a half in Bill after joined us and, Bill and Ken would tell their stories about these topics that we had. And it was kind of fun, except for the fact that, you know, with me, I burn out after a while. I go balls to the wall, gangbusters, and then I just don't feel like doing it anymore. And I had two little kids. And so I think it was 2001. I just called up uh, Ken and I said, Ken, I can't do it anymore. And that was it. And, um, there was wrestling with history. And I swore I would never do another podcast until you and I were talking. And here we are today. What in the world were we even talking about? Because I don't recall what led to this, which is bizarre uh, because I think we might've been talking about it for such a long time. Um, What in the world was it, Bruce? Do you remember? I, I don't, I think we were just rehashing old times and you said, I'd like to do another podcast and here we are. I mean, that's really what happened and I, I don't know how. And, and then I got excited again and maybe, you know, I think, and I'm not going to, I don't want to give you too much credit or make your head swell, but I always had fun when we were doing the WNJC days. I mean, we had just, I mean, that was the, if we had kept up what we were doing, there's no doubt in my mind that I wouldn't be working in, in the telecom. <laughs> I, we'd be on the satellite radio with big contracts, but things being as they are, uh, that didn't happen, you know, and, and here I am sitting in my basement, um, <laughs> doing this show. There's probably 10 people listening to us until we get this thing going again. 24 but, Bruce, we got 24 listeners because that's, the 12 you mentioned, and then also I asked 12 people to listen in. So we got 24 whole listeners. Check it out. VOC Nation is back in action. Well, let, let me see. I can probably, I'm, I'm going to log in here and find out. So that's what that's, but that's where I've been since the last time that we talked. Uh, what about you? I'm going to log in while you're doing it, and I'm going to find out exactly how many people have, uh, have, have, whatever, have, have been okay i've listened yeah yeah i don't know what i'm saying the drugs <laughs> which means he won't be listening to me tell you all what in the world i've been doing i'm listening i'm listening um well one of the things is that um I, the I drugs did... haven't changed you know it's just the... no i'm just kidding <laughs> just don't mix them with alcohol and you, you'll be fine 
right? You'll be fine. Well, I stopped watching the product and I really just went back into hardcore collecting of um the the older product and um and and that's where I've been at. Uh sorry, I'm getting all of these messages unbelievable. Oh, Bruce. So Bruce. <laughs> Huh? Bruce has sent me four messages back to back, and my phone is right beside me. Did so, I? What did I send? I don't know. Before messages just came in from you. Was it? Is it about the show? Yeah. Me. Yeah. So positive. Uh, I don't know. Maybe is it? Is it? Well, whatever. I it could be late. It's yeah, something. Me- something. Oh, you. Yeah, but you you mentioned in four parts, so it could have been about the the message from earlier. Oh, the login instructions. No, no, no. Um, the wrestling video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So all they right. must have all come in late. Um, but uh, so what I did since then is that I went uh, back into uh, collecting um old videos, and for me, um, I had a particular interest in getting uh the old house shows and and the the pay-per-views if possible if they were available um with the original music uh because i really do love the eye of the tiger era for hulk hogan everybody knows that he's my favorite um so you know going back and and getting those old videos which unfortunately are vhs copies and some of them are not you know the quality is not all that great um but just to to relive that moment i think that's a very exciting moment that we'll touch on in future um future episodes and um just really got back into hardcore collecting of, of different shows and a lot of the house shows and and uh but i, I and and also youtube has been a great resource because as the, the years have gone on we've seen uh new videos not even necessarily from the uh wwe wwf archives but from news stations on their coverage like there's a great video of some b-roll footage from the first wrestlemania and they're interviewing people outside of the the arena and one of the nice things that i that i really just love is that they actually show a clip of junkyard dog who comes out to another one bites the dust and the crowd is going ecstatic i love the crowd reactions and and to see how over he was because his decline was so quick um in the uh the wwf but to see you know that with, with the original audio um i really do appreciate that you can see the crowd was going nuts and i really wish there was some type of way for the wwe to work out uh some license agreements because it, to get those that original sound it gets a better feeling to it and um but in going back i really had uh, grown in my appreciation for a couple of wrestlers and, and that I didn't really care too much for when I was younger. And now I love them from an adult perspective. Um, I really love the fabulous Rougeau brothers. Okay. Um, great heels. And, and I'm, I'm one of those guys have a very strong per- perspective on what makes a great wrestler. And I can't stand that people act like, you know, you have to be Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels or anybody else that does a thousand moves and doesn't draw tickets. Um, you know, so I'm very particular on the psychology of wrestling, but I do like a great skilled match. I actually do enjoy, I've seen some great matches with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and, um, but in the fabulous Rougeos, they have a great balance. They're, they're the perfect balance to me in wrestling in terms of ability and um, in terms of being able to entertain from a heel perspective, a very smug, um, almost in, a, in a, I can't even describe it in a slightly elitist 
um uh, uh presentation while trying with that that false sense of being nice i really love the rujo brothers now um the killer bees for their technical expertise in the ring um and also the moon dogs that was the most surprising thing because i used to just turn the moon dogs off or if they were in one of the coliseum videos uh videotapes i fast forwarded through their matches and um, I saw the tag match that really blew me away. So um, I'm looking at the product differently. They always lost, though, right? I mean, I guess in the 70s, they were they were substantial, but they, they usually lost, right? They were glorified jobbers. Well, yes, but they, they put on entertaining matches. I was actually surprised at how good the, the matches were and the story they told and also their athleticism. They were They were surprisingly very good. And um, the the big thing or the big wrestler who, you know, we'll talk about at a later date for me also is I've grown um, in firm appreciation for Tony Atlas. Um, his podcast, in my opinion, and you know, I've said this, I think he has the best wrestling podcast, though. I'm, I'm really loving uh, Greg Valentine. I mean, for a guy that was Tony so- Atlas has a podcast. He has had multiple. He was, and he, and then again, there was controversy with that that we're going to have to talk about at a later date. But he got into a whole big thing with um, Boston Wrestling, him and what the kids called Dan Chicken Fadi Marathi. They got into this whole big thing. It got uh, Dan Marathi. It, it, it got, he got into a whole big thing with Tony Atlas and um, it got very ugly. And then Dan died. It was like, it was crazy. And I used to love Boston wrestling. I had issues um, with Boston wrestling, but that's where I fell in love with Tony Atlas. And he has become, and then I started watching his matches. And the man has the best drop kick, <laughs> I swear. And he is, Tony Atlas is amazing. And he's one of those guys where and you look at 81 Tony Atlas and you just, you're just thinking like, wow, if things had been different, where he could have gone, he could have been champ for sure he had all the ability and i actually actually love what mean gene said about him he said he got to know tony atlas and he likes him as a person and i really do too so um we have to talk about tony atlas one day but yeah so you know that's really what i've been doing i went uh to shoot uh interviews which i have a source of uh uh of, of contention and issues with that because i think as good as they are they are destructive to the wrestling fandom and um and also just collecting old videos really the the old vhs recordings of um the house shows okay so you you watch the not not the wwe network version of the house shows you're talking about and not the youtube stuff but you're talking about people just vhs recording while they're sitting in the front row or something no no it's the old um msg uh boston and philly shows they oh used yeah, to yeah sh- okay okay but 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 not okay i i when i when you said vhs i was picturing somebody with like an old school camcorder <laughs> sitting in like row eight bouncing <laughs> up and down and uh i i couldn't i couldn't imagine watching that it's okay it's the drug like you said so it's <laughs> You get a pass, but no, it's the old the old house shows that they used to show on those networks, and it's it's a shame because we had HBO, um, so we did. But my aunt had Prism, so we missed all of those fantastic house shows. Um, but the the VHS versions of those, especially in the Eye of the Tiger era, it has all the original music, and so I like 
watching those. And I'm actually, it's funny, I, I told you actually before we started recording that once I uh, ordered the WWE Network, because I didn't feel like I needed it, it's funny, I had been so used and, and stuck in the 84 to 85 VHS era that it almost was like looking at things with the new with new eyes. I had not... New eyes of a tiger? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because, I mean, Bruce, it was it was insane how... I'm like, wow, I can look at this clear now. <laughs> and, and for just for like for years now, I've been stuck in that 84 to um 86 era. I love it. It because the the excitement is different. It's and it, it it's it's the birth of something brand new that is absolutely fire. And the energy is fire, different. bro. Oh <laughs> trap me up here, Vince. So everybody hates you. How do you go on living knowing that everybody hates you? Fire, bro. <laughs> Bruce, when he talks, I really just want to peel the skin off of my face. Like I could just literally rip it off. When he, this dude is living New York times ten. Yeah, <laughs> you know, New Yorkers already live their lives, or the the New York stereotype, like in an exaggerated way they they love it there and i believe the new yorkers are conscious of it you know same like how you know uh the cornet less cornet loves saying louisville you know it's it, it people love that they, they are they're aware and um and and so he does it in a way that is obnoxious to even new yorkers like <laughs> it's detestable yeah it's it's uh that's another story for another day so right. so basically, since the last time you've been just watching <laughs> watching old videos on YouTube, which is something I would totally have made fun of you about, except for the fact that like three weeks ago, I started doing it myself and I'm completely addicted to shoot interviews. And like I've always, my kids will tell you this, Sunday morning, Saturday morning before church, S Sunday before church, Saturday, whatever. I, I love watching the old WWF wrestling challenge or, you know, stuff like that. Right. Right. But now I'm like addicted to shoot interviews and like to the point that today, various parts of the day, when I got five minutes to myself up to uh, whatever, I was doing some packing. I listened to a complete two hour and 30 minute shoot interview of the ultimate warrior. Which one was it? Because he has a few. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, I don't know who this who this dude was. Um, is he? Is it where he's at, at his home raging about Hogan? He has a couple of those where he's dressed <laughs> like he's about to go, um, go out on a run as he's you know training for the heavyweight you know uh, boxing title. He's he's dressed like he's about to go work out or go for a long run in his home. And then there's one with him with a white shirt where he's like, Terry, you dare days, Terry, where you just do nothing but get high all day, Terry. <laughs> I it yeah. wasn't that one. It was it was like I thought it was Sean Oliver. I thought it was kayfabe commentaries, but it wasn't. It was like ringside chats or something like that. Is that it, it, wait? So is that the one where he, <laughs> where he took the guys out for a drive and dropped them off? <laughs> no, 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 no. He was in like it's like a studio. He's in. He's like sitting in a chair and I, it must have been, he was talking about TNA. So it must have been like 2010, something like that. I'll send you the link. 
I'll send you. You one. know, and I've probably seen it. Is there like a purple background? He has, I think, a brown jacket on. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I think so. I think you that's know, the one. You know, it was weird out of everybody, and I do not know why. Everybody that wore face paint, I am still never used to seeing him without face paint. And that was a big interest of mine as a kid, even though I wasn't a big warrior fan, for some reason, I just wanted to see what he looked like under that. And, um, and so it, it's weird when you watch him in the podcast, even for me today, without his makeup on, it's just, it's such a part of him, you know, it, it's really is unreal. Um, but yeah, that one is, I think all of them are very telling about his personality. I feel sorry for um jim helwick i don't think the man he looked uneasy just all the time i mean he, he couldn't even do the interview without being he you have to watch his face and his body he's extremely uncomfortable he's extremely defensive and nervous yeah and 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 the range of emotions that that man is trying to suppress that he can barely contain is unreal. And, and I think that he's a, he was a very tortured person. If you really pay attention to the body language, it's, it's a shame because it almost is like you're watching a man in crisis, just try to have a normal conversation. And you can see that despite the fact that people say he had no, um, no love for the business, you can tell that so much of who he is, is wrapped up into that. But again, that success is not sustaining. That's why he's a wreck, you know, and, and you can see it. Well, and, and he, and he just blames everybody else for everything. Of course. No accountability. None whatsoever. Well, listen, I, I know. So, by the way, while we were doing this, I just want to tell you, and, and if you go back and you listen, go like rewind 10 minutes as Namar's telling his story and I come out and I ask a few questions you might say, well, it sounds like he wasn't paying attention. I had to reset my password for the, the site that we use uh, through Spotify to host the podcast four times while while we were doing this. Four times. I, I kept getting kicked off. It threatened that it was the last time. You know, it's going to lock me out forever. I figured it out. I got in. Namar, you want to take a guess how many listeners we had last last week for our our inaugural podcast I already told you 24 no no you're wrong higher than that 25 hiya bro hiya bro well chat me up here guys 61 <laughs> we want to thank all 61 of you one of those is me one of those is probably you. So 59 other people, maybe one's Brady who runs the network now. So 58 people actually wanted to hear what we had to say. So maybe we can double that. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, VOC Nation, right? Wrestling with history. You don't care about the other stuff that's on. By the way, I was looking through this. And if Brady, if you are listening, you got to cut down on the commercials. So Namar, our episode, we have eight commercials scattered throughout the <laughs> broadcast. So we make some money. <laughs> like I'm looking at this. Brady on, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at some of these shows. In the room, uh, recorded on December 12th. Uh, and by the way, Brady, you got to get on it. You haven't had a show since December the 12th on wellness checks. Uh, 16 ads, Namar, 16 ads on you know, 16 commercials. I mean, come on. 
Let me see how many listeners he's got. I'm going to tell everybody right here. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm not even going to say this, but it's not enough listeners for 16 ads. And by the way, Brady, you'd have more <laughs> listeners if if you had less ads. So check it out. Go down to eight. Listen to Brady's show, too. I'm sure that you guys want to check that, check that out. Listen, I really had a good time. Next time, Namar, we're going to talk about our top five wrestlers of all time. Five, top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Can you make your list between now and next week? You got it. And you know what? Listen, uh, you guys, make sure that you, uh, you know, listen in because Bruce will not be listening to me. So it, uh, as this goes out, I want somebody to at least hear the message. He's going to be filling out something again um, in the meantime. But no, seriously, we're, we're I'm looking forward to that because my list has changed and I look forward to discussing that and also hearing your list because we went over this briefly and I was really surprised about some of the individuals on your list. And I don't remember all of them. So, but for the ones that stick out, I can't wait to discuss them. We've been holding off on this to be able to discuss it online. Follow us on X, that used to be Twitter, at WWHVOC. WWHVOC. Follow us. You can be one of the 3,296 plus followers that we have. Look for the picture. It's me and Ken and Bill, and we'll get that updated soon enough. So uh, for Namar Wells, I'm the voice of choice, Bruce Word. We're back on VOC Nation, wrestling with history worldwide in the VOC Nation radio well, I'm sorry. The VOC Nation Wrestling Network. This is a honky-tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time in the WWE, and you're listening to VOC Nation. You know why you don't want me on your radio show? Because you know the ratings will go through the roof, you'd make a lot of money, and that way you keep me off, that way you will stay always broken. I'm going to come on this radio show someday, but I don't know when. I don't like none of you mother. I can't say that. Okay, good. Uh, Coffee, uh, suckers.